Welcome to The Whiny Entrepreneurs, a podcast for business owners who sometimes feel alone in the daily adventures of entrepreneurship. We're your hosts, Shelby Bargies and Danielle Moore. Okay, this line is so strong. <laughs> you look very relaxed right I now. am, but I feel like if I drink this entire glass, it's going to make me pass out. <laughs> <laughs> it's it's very strong, but it's kind of good. Yeah, no, I like it. It's interesting. I kind of knew like when I picked it because of the label, I knew it was going to be an interesting one. The lady at the liquor store said, have you ever had this before? And I, I didn't ask her if she had, and now I kind of wish that I'd asked her that because she kind of had a look like, have you had this one before? You know, <laughs> I don't know what it meant. <laughs> Maybe it's like, I have a secret about it. Yeah. Like, have you I had it? Mm, yeah. Do you know? No, oh, it's a good start though. Maybe good for our topic. Mm-hmm. Yeah. I've really been enjoying our conversations about what we're going to do in our slower months, January, maybe even into February, planning it early yeah, so that when the time comes, we're not suddenly faced with, oh no, yeah, we do. Like we've both been doing this for three years now, so we know. Mm-hmm. And I mean, I think most businesses slow down in January and February. That's pretty typical. Mm-hmm. Everyone tightens up, like even as a business to business operation I still find there's a slowdown in January and February yeah I found that interesting too because you know when I was waitressing there's always a slowdown at restaurants in those months because people had spent a lot of money on Christmas and I'm not sure exactly what it is in uh, businesses that makes them tighten up on spending but it could be like new budgeting yeah I was gonna say you would almost think it They'd be going more so because it's a new budget cycle and maybe they've been holding back in the previous budget cycle and now they have this money that they Mm -hmm. can start spending on things. Yeah, it seems to kind of depend. And I think that the smaller businesses, because if your business is small, like so small that it's just one person, Mm -hmm. it can be really tied to your personal finances too, right? And it can just sort of feel like panic, don't spend any money. That's true. And you have that, like that's your your client, right? The small businesses. Mm -hmm. Yeah. When they're not making any money, it's like, it's easy to pull something like, you know, a monthly blog or something like that, even though that's what's ultimately going to bring in more clients during Mm -hmm. the slow time. So anyway, it's a, it's a good thing for us to chat about because both of us know it's coming and we're already thinking about it, even though it's early, Yeah, but we want to be able to, like you said, get ahead of it. Right. Yeah. So what's something that you're doing or you've been thinking about? Well, I made a list last week. Yeah. I love lists. I I think we both do. (laughs) We've mentioned this before, maybe. So, yeah, no, I made a list because you and I were kind of talking about, you know, what we can do to keep busy through the upcoming seasons. One of my biggest things, which I mentioned when we first talked about it, and it was also at the top of my list, is just following up with people. I am the worst for that. People will get in touch with me and not even just with mild interest. Like they're interested. They want to sit down for a meeting um, or I'll meet them at a networking event or something. And and they're, they ask me outright to present them basically with a proposal or a pitch. I lose their cards and, you know, it's just, I I just, I think about it three months later when I'm feeling slow. Right. Mm -hmm. And by then it's too much time has passed and following up with people, whether it's just like a quick email after I grab their business card at an event or whether it's those more serious, like, Hey, let's book a meeting. I know you said you had thing you wanted to chat with me about specifically. I mean, those connections are already there. Why am I not making the most of them? Right. 
Have you ever tried, like, right when you meet someone and they're interested, be like, okay, can we just book a meeting right now while you're talking to them and that's a good moment point I I don't know why but sometimes I procrastinate that Mm. I found that to actually be I don't always do it but it's fairly effective on both sides because Mm -hmm. you're already having that conversation you're in the middle of it you're going to spend the rest of the conversation talking about planning it in the future yeah and why not just get it planned even if it's like two or three weeks out at least it's in the calendar there you go there's a takeaway for you that's perfect there we go see this is why we chat about this (laughs) another thing that I so I've been taking this online course from a it's through another podcaster that I listen to he offers a free networking forget what he calls it like oh five minute networking seven six minute networking (laughs) course I took the first class of it and it's just on going back to some of those contacts that you haven't reached out to for a while and just saying hey what's new in your world Mm -hmm. yeah just wanted to say hi and you and I were talking about that earlier and I was feeling kind of skeptical about it so I did what you said he said to do which is go back as far as you can in your phone messages Mm -hmm. so I did that and just on the first screenful, there are four people who I'm like, I could reach out to these people very easily and catch up on like what they're doing. They were people I met like at networking events. Yeah. Who, you know, I talked to or I worked with at some point or I, I know through a mutual contact who it would be so easy to reach out and just say, hey, yeah. what's new? What's going on? And you just, you never know where someone is or what they need or, yeah. you know, what they're looking for at that moment. Yeah. So do it. I'm going to do it. it. Just do it. (laughs) But yeah, I think that in your slower months or leading up to your slower months, taking the time to follow up with some of those, that's, that's brilliant. Yeah. Because it might be then lead generations for Mm -hmm. getting into the slower months and maybe bring you in some business. Yeah. And what you just mentioned too, with the six minute networking course and following up with people who you haven't talk to in a while kind of leads into another thing that we had talked about, which is finding advertising and networking opportunities within your existing client base. Everywhere I read, it's like you already have this pool of like connected people who they already know the value of your business and maybe they need something and they don't know you offer it. And I can't tell you how many times I go into a meeting and I say, I mentioned something to a client And they say, oh, I didn't know you did that. You know, like people don't know. Yeah. You don't, you don't know what people don't know. You just assume they know what you do and how they can help you and all these extra things that you offer. Cause both of us have different packages and stuff. Right. So yeah, just even making people aware of that with, without it being pushy too, because these are already your clients. So you can just say, Oh, that's something I can help you with if you ever, if that ever comes up in the future. Yeah. And it's hard for people like us who don't want to be overly salesy. Yeah. And it's hard to find that balance because you, you're honestly offering more value to your client by telling them Mm -hmm. what you do so that you can help them even more and that offers value to them. It is easy to kind of hold back. And being like, well, we don't, I don't want them to think that I'm trying to pressure them yeah, or pitch, pitch to them or yeah. I'm not, I'm not in the moment of what we're doing right now mm-hmm. and focused on that. Yeah. I like that. What you said about using that them as yeah. advertising opp- opportunities. And you know what? Sometimes it's not, 
going to work. Like sometimes you might reach out to someone and you might not hear back from them or you might tell them something you do and they don't know anyone. But I really try and have the long-term in mind because you might tell them, okay, well, you might say, you know what, I do blog posts as well, Mm -hmm. or I do blogging Mm -hmm. and for, for clients and they might not have a need for that now, but what if in six months they decide they need a blog Yeah, and then they're like, oh yeah, Danielle can do that. Yeah. And just reaching out and staying top of mind too, because you know, I had a client who was a lead at the beginning of summer. I met him. He was kind of a referral slash we met at a networking event. And we had been trying to book a meeting all summer and it just kind of kept falling through and falling through. And he was busy and I had sort of almost given up. And I, I thought, oh, I should follow up with this guy via email. And I didn't because I don't, I don't know. I get this weird sense of sometimes being like afraid to do that because then it would be a, re- a direct rejection, right? Possibly. Interestingly enough, I went back to another networking meeting and just chance happened to see him. And he on the spot, like you mentioned, on the spot came up and booked a meeting and said, we're just going to make this work. Mm-hmm. I don't care. Now he's a client. So when you're saying long-term thinking, that's so important to think in long-term, but then also to plan for long-term. So if I would have just reached out and followed up directly, more directly as well, it seems like, works better. So it's tough to just call people up. Yeah. But I think that sometimes that can be super effective. Yeah. And so planning, so going back to thinking about what can I do now before we get to, if January is your slow time, like Mm -hmm. it is for us, but it could be other months, like maybe summer is your slow time. Yeah. And this is going to be more relevant to you leading up to the summer months or whatever that looks like. But it's- Which of those phone calls or emails should we be doing now to plan for January? Yeah, to try and book some work coming up, right? Mm -hmm. And one thing you had mentioned to me a while back was reaching out to, because I have a couple of clients who have mentioned projects to me and they just kind of keep mentioning them and mentioning them and it's obviously not on their priority list. So you had mentioned, why don't you reach out and try and book those projects specifically with those people for those times that you know you're going to be slow. And even just saying, you know, I have, I'm booking into January and I have some time available in my schedule for that project that you've been mentioning let's start talking about it now so that we can just jump on that in January. Yeah. And I thought that was a really good suggestion as well. Yeah. Because that's, those are projects that are already lined up and why not line them up where it works in the schedule? And by telling your client, okay, I'm booking into January. I have space. Do you want to get into that Mm -hmm. space? Because then that gives them the opportunity to be like, oh yeah, I want to make sure I get your time. Versus assuming that you're always busy, you're outright saying, I'm available. Yeah, <laughs> at this specific let's time. Make this happen. Yeah, exactly. Exactly. Yeah. No, I really like that. And Shelby, so we were talking about marketing specifically today, earlier mm-hmm. today, mm-hmm. and talking about how that can sort of like we can app that up in the future. You, ca- we kind of came across an interesting tidbit from you as well. I'll let you. Yeah, I this kind of happened to me earlier this year, and I think I did talk about it in an earlier episode. When I look at where my leads come in, like where do I find my clients? And it's not necessarily on social media, referral base, or one-on-one. It's through online searches. Yeah. So my website is that 
the biggest part of that. Just looking at how can I continue to amp up my website Mm -hmm. now, like even working on that now so that some of those it's ready for when people start searching, hopefully Mm -hmm. in January being like, I need a closet makeover. Yeah. Which, and that might be like an ideal time for that too. Mm -hmm. Yeah. So just making sure that that's up to date. The other interesting thing in terms of lead generation, I guess this kind of goes back to following up with people, but in thinking about marketing is when I have like my color classes, for example, they're great, but I should have other classes lined up because oftentimes the people who attend that are so interested in wanting to learn and know more that they're going to want to do another class or Mm -hmm. another course or another webinar or something. So making sure that I have all of that lined up Mm -hmm. and maybe it's doing some of that work now before I get to January, but having some of those courses planned out, planned out in January. Right. Yeah. Cause you do a lot of like you have speaking events and then you have classes and then now you're releasing a webinar series. Mm-hmm. So just trying to get those pieces integrated and came together when it comes to marketing mm-hmm. new, new and upcoming stuff. We had chatted about that as well. Yeah. It's interesting to think about those other places that you can mm-hmm. get leads and it takes work and it takes focus. And, you know, I appreciate having you to go through this stuff with. Yeah. The outside perspective. Yeah, because it's so much easier to talk about someone else's business. So that's one thing that Danielle and I were helping each other with is our ideal client process and our ideal Mm -hmm. or some of our marketing processes. And it is nice having someone else who's outside the business to help with that. And a lot of it ends up being questions that I ask you or you ask me. And they're not questions like designed to poke a hole in the process, but they do because I just don't understand how something works in your business. So I ask you and then we sort of come up with something based on that sort of gap in the process that you didn't see or I didn't see. So that's always kind of interesting too. And that's a good, it was actually very effective too because again, going into the slower months, I need to think about well, what are some projects that I want to be working on? Mm-hmm. And I need to plan those projects now so that I can hit the ground running working on them when the slow times come. Yeah. So going through those processes and then thinking about, okay, where are those holes? Mm-hmm. Which I appreciate that you ask those questions because it gets me thinking differently. And then I can take those and be like, okay, here's a list of all the projects I'm going to work on in the slow months. Yeah. And then if you know it up front, you can start marketing now, especially for some of those events. Yeah, exactly. Before and and with the benefit of that is you're marketing those before Christmas hits. So before people, you know, in January, you get the credit card bills and start freaking out a little bit. Um, you can sort of try and see if you can get people to sign up before that whole fallout happens. <laughs> <laughs> that horrible time. Yeah. Credit card bills and Ugh. all yeah. the guilt that comes with that. Yeah. yeah. Another thing I've been thinking a lot about, how can you help other people? Mm-hmm. And sometimes reaching out to someone or if you're in a networking situation or talking to someone and you see an opportunity to help them, Mm -hmm. sometimes doing some of that can then lead to more business or lead to other opportunities. So even looking at in your downtime is how can you be helping other people? Mm -hmm. So maybe an example for me might be, you know, if I know a photographer who's wanting to bolster their portfolio and so let's plan a photo shoot and yeah, they're not paying me, Mm -hmm. uh, 
to help with the styling of it, but it can help me with my experience. And, Mm -hmm. you know, at some point, if they get get a lead, they'll remember me, that kind of thing. But if it's when I'm slower, so it's not like I'm missing out on paid work to do it. Again, planning those now, knowing that that is coming. Mm -hmm. And then maybe for you, Danielle, is... I mean, we already planned, so I had collaboration that I had with a videographer and a Mm -hmm. photographer and so we already did one event a couple weeks ago and we planned our next one for January specifically because we know people will have time for it we'll have time for it because it's quite time consuming Mm -hmm. yeah so we sort of strategically planned one in early January for that reason so and that's really a lead generation event yeah, and that's kind the thing for you. Well, right? exactly. That's like that's the whole sort of intent of it is we're not making a ton of money off it, but we're hoping to make some new connections and contacts. So hopefully, I mean, and then the hope is that this first session will have paid off by then or mm-hmm. you know, at least sort of like generated some kind of interest or referral. Yeah, exactly. Maybe let's talk a little bit about We've talked a lot about business, which I know that's the main thing. Mm-hmm. But sometimes personally, we need some help staying motivated oh in January as well. You know, yes. like it's dark, it's cold. So how can we help ourselves personally stay motivated? Because it's all great to plan all this stuff ahead of time, which is good. And I think it's important to do ahead of time. So that business-wise, you are a little bit more motivated. But when you have a day with no meetings and nothing that's, like, pressing, mm-hmm. how do you care for yourself, essentially, to get through that time? I think you just hit the nail on the head with days when you don't have meetings. For me, those are the worst, most unproductive days. Mm-hmm. I just give myself a pass. It's like a weekend. <laughs> like, because I have all day to do something, it's like free, you know, it's a free-for-all. It's a total free-for-all, which is not ideal. So for me, trying to plan at least one thing a day for some reason, it just gives me that sense of motivation, mm-hmm. get up and go. What might that look like? Would you book that? Like, do you have a time of day that that would help you book? Like, it doesn't need to be first thing in the morning Mm-mm. so that you're up and gone? No, it actually doesn't. It's as long as it's in the afternoon. I don't know why I, I if I have something booked, I can get up in the morning. Oh. Yeah, w- weird, right? Um, mm-hmm. Whereas if I have nothing booked for the whole day, I just feel entitled to sleeping in. <laughs> I know, I know. It doesn't make any sense because so just because I have something booked at three o'clock, I'll get still get up at seven. But if not, no, it's I, 1030, I'll roll out of bed. <laughs> you know, <laughs> I don't understand the psychology. Okay. It's so yeah, interesting. I'm definitely not a psychologist. Yeah. It's, it's, that's one of the things for me is just making sure that I have something to get me, especially working from home right now, get me out of the house. And you and I talked about potentially finding co-working spaces as well mm-hmm. or even not even a co-working space but just co-working like working with someone yeah whether it's you and me working here at your place or heading to a cafe or whatever that can be very motivating to you and and sometimes that's all it is because you could go a day, and that's where even reaching out to people it doesn't have to be potential clients maybe it's reaching out to someone and say, Hey, can we have a business planning day? Or yeah. can we have a co-working day? Mm-hmm. I need something. I need to get out of the house. And yeah. sometimes those co-working days, they can feel semi unproductive because you it's sometimes it's easy to talk a lot, but mm-hmm. it's actually amazing how productive they can be. Mm-hmm. Cause 
Okay. I have a good example. I was co-working with a few people yesterday. I was trying to work on a graphic to create this webinar. I know if I was at home, I would have gotten to the point where I'm like, this is too hard. I don't want to think about it right Mm -hmm. now. Not that it's hard. It's just kind of tedious. Mm -hmm. Instead, because I had them there, I was able to talk to them and be like, okay, what do you think about this? How is this? And it just kept me going and I got it done and it's done. And then there was other things that they had that they needed to talk through and just having someone there to just talk through it really quick can then help you wrap that up so you can keep going. Mm -hmm. Gaining momentum. (laughs) (laughs) Yeah, that's good. I think, and that's Probably one of the things I'm looking at for January, February most this year is collaborations. Mm. Who can I, because I can get pretty, I can isolate myself a lot during busy times and the lead up to Christmas is really busy for me. So that's typically when I really hole up in my own space and don't, you know, I don't book as many meetings even. And January, February is a good time to look at connecting with some of those really good. They might be like referral partners. They might be people who you can work on a project with specifically, or they might just be someone you can get that feedback from and work alongside. So it kind of, you know, one way or another, it's just having some motivation from other people during those times. Yeah. I think that that helps and it can help with those days where you're feeling like, blah. And it's okay to have some days like that. I think we all need to give ourselves some slack and not feel, have some Mm guilt-free, sleep until 10 and not do much days, but you don't want too many of them. (laughs) No, and they can sort of stockpile over the winter. Going back to the topic is momentum. Yeah. And as soon as as you start hitting that resisting force, you're Mm going to stop moving forward. So kind of helping start that momentum now by doing this planning, reaching out to people, even though it can feel right now, if you're busy, it can feel like, oh, I don't have time to reach out, but it could just be a one-liner text saying, hey, I haven't connected. I'd love to hear what you're working on. Can we book some time in January? Yeah. Booking those ahead. Actually, that's a great idea. I need to keep that in mind as well, Mm -hmm. especially for, you know, people who is just reconnecting. They don't care if you're booking a month out. And everyone's everyone's going to be slow in January, right? Or Most just, people. Yeah. yeah. It's the perfect time to book those anyway. Something you just said just made me think is everyone's slow in January. But I talk a lot about or I think a lot about mindset. It's great to book all this stuff. But then if you have that mindset of I'm slow in January, then suddenly you're going <laughs> to sleep until 10 or whatever mm-hmm. because you have that mindset And instead have the mindset, I'm going to be busy or I'm going to have a lot going on in January. Mm, Yeah. And if you pre-booked all that. Pre-book everything and then go into it with that mindset Mm. of it might not be a fully revenue generating month, Mm -hmm. but it's going to be a lead generating month or project completion month or something like that. Oh, I really like that. Oh, I like that. Yeah. That's good. Cool. That could be like your intention for the month is... Yeah. Project completion or lead generation. I really like that, taking the mm-hmm. focus. And, you know, refocusing on side projects too. Mm-hmm. So both of us have some side projects that we, you know, have goal, big goals for. Mm-hmm. So plan, booking that time in and making that part of work, even though it's, you know, maybe it's it's a side thing and maybe it's not going to bring you any money or like that's a perfect time to sort of get ahead on that while you're not busy. And it's like you were talking about 
earlier, feeling guilty about reading a book. Oh yeah. Oh yeah. I did say that. Yeah. You feel guilty about reading a book because mm-hmm. you feel like, well, I should be working or doing all this stuff, but really reading a book for you yeah, is, for me, especially <laughs> is really important yeah. because you are an author and mm-hmm. you are a copy editor and an editor and mm-hmm. all that stuff. So reading is an important part of your job. So you need to book in time to read and not feel guilty about it because mm-hmm. it even though it's pleasurable, it's still part of your yeah. job. Yeah, booking time for for activities like that. That's yeah, yeah. that's a good idea. Yeah. I and like then that. you feel a little less guilty about it. Yeah, it's in my schedule. Yeah. It's telling me to do it. I have no choice. Yeah. <laughs> I do that with well, it's not really a fun thing, but it's kind of fun. Actually, it is fun <laughs> for me. <laughs> is I book a day a week to work on my business. Mm-hmm. And I've done this for a long time probably well over a year now. And truthfully, some of the days I just work on work, but there's something about having that time blocked that if Mm. I truly am like, I need a day just to learn or just to create a process or just to whatever that is, Mm -hmm. it's really kind of helpful. Yeah. And I mean, like that's something you work into your week. And I've started doing that recently too lacking that time every week, like even leading up to Christmas if you're busy, January and February is the perfect time to book more of those sessions where, you know, you have something that's been not working and you book in time specifically to fix it. You and I, like you said, have been talking about ideal client process. And that's something that's been gnawing at the back of my mind for, you know, 10 months. I had to set aside time, actual specific time in order to to get it done. So, I mean... And it's amazing what you can get done in an hour Mm -hmm. when you actually just set aside the time and it's, you're not distracted by anything because this is the time that you're working on. And I think going into January too, you should book the time to do that. Like put it in your calendar. Mm -hmm. Be like, this is, and I'm going to do the same thing where I just write in, okay, I'm going to work on my ideal client process or the takeaways that we took from today. Yeah. Okay. These are the things I'm going to work on. Mm-hmm. We are not getting through this wine very quickly. Did well, you I'm getting that? through quick, quicker than you. And we're pretty even this time. Uh-huh. Okay. Uh-huh. You've got a couple sips on me. <laughs> okay. I'll try and catch up. Yeah. I think it's because it's heavier. It is heavier. We did just have dinner. So having a heavier wine after mm-hmm. dinner is... I'm not going to lie. I can always taste. So this is a red wine blend. Uh, does it say what it is specifically? Um, uh, no. See, and I don't like that because blends don't come with expectations. Hmm. That sounds like a very deep comment. <laughs> <laughs> I think it sounds deeper than it actually is. <laughs> Explain. I don't know. I guess you, you don't know what to expect. And you get sort of this medley and you don't have anything to compare it to. You know, if you get a, if you get a Pinot Noir... You sort of go into it thinking, okay, this is going to be probably a little bit lighter. It's going to have some more of those berry type features. Yeah. Yeah. With just a general blend. I mean, you could be getting anything. (laughs) (laughs) Anything. Anything. It's all fair game. Okay. Tell me, do you taste any notes of mocha? No, not one. Okay. Uh, Blackberry and black cherry. Those two. Yeah. Yeah. Do you have a hint of baking spice that rounds out the blend? That's so generic. See, (laughs) that's what I mean. 
<laughs> what is baking spice? I know. I've never. I'm a baker, and I. Have are no we talking what about baking spice? Cinnamon? Or are we talking about ginger? I don't know. <laughs> I can taste the mocha. Really? Yeah. <laughs> don't give me that look. <laughs> I don't. Danielle just gave me a very. Next time we're gonna. Next time we're gonna try to do the tasting notes without cheating and looking at the back of the bottle. Then I won't know anything. <laughs> Let's be real. We'll see how close we can get. Okay, that'll be the challenge for mm-hmm. in the future. I don't want to say I don't like this wine, but it is. It's. It's got me feeling suspicious. <laughs> <laughs> I love that. Suspicious. It's mm-hmm. I I think I like it. I, I know what you mean about it. You don't have expectations. And so it's mm-hmm. kind of like every sip you're like, what is going on? It's mm-hmm. like complicated. Yeah, overcomplicated. It's overcomplicated. <laughs> okay. So let's bring that into the business. Don't overcomplicate. Don't overcomplicate. D- and don't overcomplicate your slow months. Yeah, and that's the thing too, because I get really um when I like when I latch on to something, I go overboard a little bit. So I've been scheduling my day, like I've been time blocking, I guess, Mm -hmm. and been getting a little too gung-ho about it to the point that I'm, you know, time blocking down to the second. And that's just not how my day operates. You know, I'm not going to work for eight hours without taking a break. It's just not going to happen. So I need to, I already told myself for next week, I need to build some flex time in Mm -hmm. so that I can keep up to myself during the day. Cause otherwise, you know, as soon as I sort of fall off the wagon, I'm off. Like the rest of the day is spent watching 50 reruns of friends or something. (laughs) (laughs) Yeah. Yeah. Or like crushing an entire Netflix series in one go. Yeah. Overcomplicating and trying to do something all at once, make this massive change. And we've talked about that before. It doesn't work. Yeah, it it definitely doesn't work for me. It doesn't. And I, you know, I even think back to, so August is a really slow month for me as well. Mm-hmm. And I went into it with some projects I wanted to do. And I don't think I did it well because I didn't do any of the projects. Mm-hmm. I felt, I actually felt busy that month, not in mm-hmm. revenue generating activities, but I don't know what I was doing. That's the worst. <laughs> and I know I was doing stuff and work, but yeah. It almost is like, okay, what am I, what am I saying yes to? What am I saying no to? Mm. Am I just doing these things because I feel Mm. like it's a slow month? Yeah. I, what I need to do, and this is what I'm now thinking about for January as we've been talking about this is actually almost like creating a week by week schedule Mm. ahead of time for January to know what I want to, and break some of those bigger projects down to, okay, this week I'm going to do this and this. Mm -hmm. But even knowing why, and again, going back to a word that we've been throwing around an absolute crazy amount this month is intentional. Yeah. What is the purpose of this? Is it actually going to change anything or do anything for me? Because you can redo templates and try new marketing and blah, 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 and get back on your social media. And I always, that's something I write down every month. (laughs) Get back on social media. (laughs) And it's hilarious. I'm the worst for social media. The worst. And it's just, you know, when it comes down to it, and I really think about it, it's because it doesn't do anything for me anyway. You know, I'm not getting clients off social media. It's not part of my greater plan right now. Right. Like, I'm sure it will be at one point, at some point. It just doesn't have a place or a purpose aside from, like, when I give it a purpose. Right. 
I think businesses need to have some type of social media presence mm-hmm. and you have to choose which platform is right for you because yeah. you don't necessarily, unless you're a large organization and you have a team de- dedicated specifically to social media, you don't need to have every be on every platform, but you need to think about your purpose and what it might do. So I think for most companies, it's just a way to le- not, not legitimize. That's well, not kind the of right- though, like let people know you're still there. Yeah. So Mm. posting regularly, it doesn't have to be five times Mm. a week. It could be even if it's once every two weeks, just that post. It just shows that. So if someone is looking up your business, they don't look and see, you haven't posted for three months. Are you still around? Are you still doing something? So at least if it's even once every two weeks, it's, you're, you're, you're still there. Yeah. Present. You have to maintain a presence at the minimum. Yeah. Because I know when I look at businesses that I want to, I'll look at their, say, Instagram and I'll be like, they haven't posted in a year. Mm -hmm. Like, are they still around or are they still like, what's going on? And it might have nothing to do with how busy they are or what they're doing or Mm -hmm. anything like that. People do their research a lot more these days, that's for sure. Yeah. For me, in terms of sort of value versus spend, there are just other things that I need to focus on first prioritizing and putting a why to it what Mm -hmm. is the purpose of all this otherwise it can get so overwhelming and complex absolutely oh my god (laughs) so good (laughs) i'm taking over that absolutely just a side note danielle and i notice as we listen back to some of our podcasts that we say things over and over again yeah there's certain words people listening may or may not like you may or may not notice it we don't know but because we listen to it so much Mm -hmm. as we're editing and all of that we notice our quirks and one for Danielle is absolutely and we do edit a lot of it out but Mm. it's just kind of funny that I'm saying it today (laughs) yeah you said it a couple times today and I haven't said it I don't think I've said it see I don't even know I'm not even sure (laughs) that's the worst part I'll let you know when I edit it yeah yeah so funny how we have those things and it's just like it's an auto responder type thing that your brain does while you're trying to think right (laughs) of what to say next filler words filler words yeah yeah mine is it's so important (laughs) (laughs) oh yeah that is so important so important (laughs) also so 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 is a big one i use so as a transition a lot yeah so one so. thing that you can do in January <laughs> is go back to Toastmasters. Yes. Come back. Yeah, I will be for sure. I, I mean, sure. that's a good note too, is thinking about some of those things you want to work on in January. Maybe you can't mm-hmm. join these things for a full year, Yeah, but think about the months that you can commit to it and when you can and maximize that. Yeah, that's when it'll feel less overwhelming. Well, let's wrap this up, Shelby, because this wine is making me very tired. Take it home. Mm. All right. So Newton's first law. The oh, no, it might be third. Mo- <laughs> okay. I'm just going to say okay. the law of momentum says an object in motion will stay in motion until it meets a resisting force. That's what we're trying to get across in this is keep the momentum. So get the momentum going before you hit your slow month so that you can keep the momentum going and have a plan for that and you can keep pushing forward. Mm-hmm. Don't wait until you hit the resistance. Yeah, exactly. Because that's what I've done in the past and then you just sort of are sitting in it. 
So know it's coming. Yeah, know it's coming and do what you can to plan ahead of time. Yeah. By the way, that is Newton's first law. First motion. law. <laughs> motion. <laughs> An object in motion stays in motion. Yeah. So stay in motion. Don't stop yeah. moving. Don't stop believing. <laughs> I love that we just got a song out of Danielle. <laughs> One of my favorites. Uh, yeah. Okay. Before we wrap up here, we have to reveal our wine. Okay. First of all, I just want to note that we are like hardly into this bottle. It's embarrassing. I would say we're about a quarter in. That is very embarrassing. I mean, it's our second of the day, so that makes us sound like lushes, but we recorded a podcast earlier. (laughs) (laughs) We're not just drinking multiple bottles of wine. It's a Saturday also, just FYI. So, okay, I I chose this one based on looks alone and, um, you know, that as many people who online date would know, doesn't always go super well. (laughs) I wouldn't know, unfortunately. Yeah. Unfortunately. Fortunately. (laughs) This wine is called, I actually don't know how to say it and I might be saying it incorrectly, but McCracker? McCracker? Muckcracker? McCracker? It's uh, and there's a whole story on, on the bottle here. Actually, they were <laughs> sorry. Okay, so the the label of the bottle looks like a newspaper article, like an old fashioned newspaper article in the early 20th century. These were reporters who were really reform focused, and so they were exposing institutions that were corrupt or politicians that were corrupt. So I like the idea of the story behind it and that it's kind of here on the bottle. It's the McCracker, assuming I'm saying that right, Redfield Blend from Ravenswood. I've had other Ravenswood wines. I forget oh, have you? Blend. I Or not Blend. I forget. I think it was a Cab Sav, I want to say. I think and they've always been good. Oh, interesting. Very different, different labels, but mm-hmm. the, the other ones have been very bold too. Yeah, like bold enough that you can taste the alcohol content. Well, I feel like this is so strong. <laughs> You're just weak. Just <laughs> it's like drinking whiskey out of the bottle. Oh, I love whiskey. Oh. Maybe not out of the bottle. Mm-hmm. That's not really classy enough for me. But California Field Blend. I've never heard of a field blend. I know. And that, it are they just taking like all the grapes, <laughs> like leftovers? <laughs> I know what it sounds like. Yeah. I know what it sounds like, especially because it really doesn't specify. Anyway, this is why I'm suspicious. Oh my God. You know what? It doesn't. Oh, now you need to really be suspicious. Okay. Well, it's the Mm. McCracker Red Field Blend with no date. It's bold. If you like Mm. bold, heavy wines, then there you go. All right. Well, this one's for you. Signing out. Peace. Peace. Cheers. Thanks everyone for stopping by. We will be back in two weeks with a brand new episode of the Whiny Entrepreneurs. 